So in order for truth to come out, there must be voices that must speak out. And every believer, is it because we are not studying the word of God, because doctrine is not important to us, because we are not seeking the kingdom. So we don't even know even what is right or wrong. Okay. And so, and two, because we also like to please men. We have become we pleasers of men. And by yeah. Window yeah. We, we, we like to please or we like to follow or want to be loyal to men instead of loyalty to God. And when we are loyal to men, that's when, when they do anything that is not even in line with scripture, which we even know, even the normal ones, the simple ones, we even know which is wrong. Yeah, we will still keep out. Yes, because our loyalty is not to God, but it's to man. And that is the problem. as a sickness in the body of Christ. So someone hmm. said something in your comments again, which mm -hmm. has to do with comparing John's reference to the candlesticks in his revelation speech. And the fact that candlesticks were also used in them under the mosaic dispensation and mm -hmm. so we cannot just say they are old testament symbols because they even have relevance in the new testament um <laughs> do christians understand context no no a big no <laughs> and 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 I, I think I'll 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 go in the line of a, a, a discussion I saw you have with a gentleman who asked the question: What makes your analysis of a context the accurate one? I think someone asked that question where they are like, okay, so you are saying we should take the scripture in context, and the context is this. What makes us know that the context you have given for that scripture? It's the actual context and not the ones that the pastors you are saying are wrong are using. Okay. When we when we when we talk about context, you see, scripture, we are just trying to let the intended message from the altar speak for itself. When we're trying to interpret scripture, when we try to um, bring out the meaning, you're not trying to superimpose your meaning opinion into the scripture and so that's why we look at context we look at the audience we look at um the people who who said what who was listening to what and under what circumstance was that said and in the, even the culture of the day the culture of the people what was the culture okay so that's why you 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 look at all these factors to bring out the intended meaning of what was said so if you look at all these factors when you are interpreting scripture you look at even the literal and figurative there are so many things see interpreting scripture is a skill which people don't you see people think that when you talk about spiritual things it's all fuzzy and um i don't know like wind it's not material or so <laughs> Mm -hmm, uh, yeah, something <laughs> mystical and no 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 the bible says and jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with god and men why do we think that paul became the candidate um to preach or teach the bulk of doctrine in the new testament why was paul selected why wasn't peter 
and the rest who chosen jesus who walked with jesus but paul was the one chosen why because paul was an intellectual i was reading acts the other day and i was amazed at how paul was reasoning with kings and magistrates and governors which the apostles never did yeah okay we, paul was reasoning with Luke festus said it very well yeah paul was reasoning with festus uh, was reading with herod agrippa was reasoning with greeks the greeks were famed for their knowledge and philosophy paul was the only one who stand in that place and reason with them he was an apologetic okay because of his intellectual capability and that's where christians we don't get it okay bible interpretation is a skill that can be mastered it takes practice and practice because as you practice it you gain that skill observe skills of observation skills of interpretation skills of application okay and all these things will be done with what we call contextual um understanding of scripture and so when we understand these things that's when you know that this person's interpretation is skewed or this person's interpretation is riddled with some holes because you see that the culture or the imports of that interpretation or applied was was not done well because it was speaking to a particular culture and in that culture this and that was practiced this is what bible study is all about okay, okay so, the, sorry to to come in um yeah now here is the case that you find a lot of the major preachers maybe going in one <laughs> direction of interpretation yeah and then you find schoolboys like us also <laughs> coming and saying that okay what they are saying contextually is inaccurate this is mm -hmm. what the scripture is actually saying not what they are saying <laughs> let's use tight there's there's there are now there's no good there school of thoughts <laughs> no I, I can give more examples you know i, I yeah. used to tell oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i used to tell people that people seem to forget how life was in the late 90s and early 2000s we we tend to think the church has always been this way very uh, conversant with the gospel of grace we tend to forget that it wasn't like that back then yeah that yeah. largely the church was preaching the law yeah grace was eventually unexistent concept pre-2000 yeah. so much so that the pastor chris's and the rest who started spearheading that gospel of grace were called devilish were called all sorts of names by the church people tend to think that it's only pentecost which had their women wearing scarf they forgotten ah. so soon that every church had it yeah every church from the charismatics to wherever the they were all wearing scarf it wasn't pentecost pentecost probably was the last church to let it go but then there were so many every church in existence was doing it the churches who stopped doing it were called names trousers women wearing trousers ha. there were scriptures backing it for centuries and up to now up to for, now for centuries deuteronomy 22 verse 5 my father brought me up on that scripture a man shall not wear what pertained to a woman, a woman. See, even at a very young age i had questions about that because 
my understanding of the culture of the time that scripture was written men were wearing what we call jalabia they were not wearing trousers so even in my very young age when i was just like seven eight years old i had questions about that scripture that if a man is not supposed to wear what pertaining to a man when that scripture was written men were not wearing trousers so how then do we so you see we've had generations where mainstream preachers are giving a contextual interpretation of scripture in one way and then you find the underdogs coming in and saying this thing is not this way it's that way it's like the church in existence the first church they had interpretations in one way paul comes in and says it's not that way it's this way and people are like who is paul these people work with jesus so paul now has to come to jerusalem to come and defend what he is teaching and then the apostles listen and they're like he's right he's not wrong yeah and they had to do that to give validity and you see they even had to write a letter that continue what you are doing you're on the right path you are not wrong and even the apostles they were struggling with some of the things because if you see the letter they wrote they they added things that paul has said shouldn't be added because they were still coming to terms with it yeah you get it so how then do we get people to because now you're dealing with mainstream pastors who have been in the scene 30 40 years and you are now saying that their interpretation of scripture is inaccurate how do you expect people to take your side of the story as opposed to them that is where it's 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 very difficult my brother that one i must confess it's very 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 difficult but that is where we must trust god we must trust god just as god raised paul and other um, leaders of the church i mean the early churches and raised other leaders of the church to bring about reformation in the body of christ we're going to find ourselves in similar situations and we are finding ourselves in similar situations already as we are talking and sometimes as i said earlier you don't know how um this is going to come about but that's where we need to pray and trust the holy spirit to provide opportunities for us to also trumpet the reformation that we want to see or god wants to see in the body of christ and we must be ready we must be ready for those opportunities because those opportunities will come yes i believe that god is raising voices if you go to nigeria right now nigeria is undergoing um a kind of reformation and revival i tell you in all the countries of the world um revival is really bursting forth in nigeria there are men of god right now young men of god young men some in our age bracket who are now challenging the status quo in nigeria and i'm sure you know some of them uh, joshua selmans arumi osai uh, oropo these are men who god is raising to bring about kingdom lifestyle yeah, and kingdom damina living and damina <laughs> damina yes whom god is raising and little by little i tell you 
um, they are having a very wide reach. They are not in Nigeria alone. Now look at Nigeria. Um, was it last week? I was just listening to a message from Robert Lyardin, the author of God's Generals. Okay. These men are coming from Americas and Europe now to Nigeria. Nigeria has now become the revival hub of the body of Christ in the world right now. All men of God are moving to Nigeria because God is now planting seeds of reformation and revival in men and women in that country. Young men and women, not even the old people. And, and fortunately, some of the old folks too are also aligning to that move. So I believe that it's not going to be just in Nigeria because the messages that is coming from Nigeria is going all over the world. And so it's going to be a ripple effect, I believe, because God is still in the business of having remnants and raising men and women of God who are going to be his witnesses. And so what we need to do is pray. What we need to do is spend time building ourselves and building capacity in the word of God and be ready. That is the thing. Be ready and prepared because wherever we are, as I said earlier, it's to get to a point where if things don't change, God is going to take you out of the system and place you on your own. Many of us think that ministry, you need to have a color and you have to do. No, the status quo is changing. Now it's about kingdom ministry, not religion or church ministry, kingdom. So kingdom, what we are doing is ministry, is kingdom. Mm -hmm. And God is going to raise us up to become the voices of change. And it's going to come at a price. <laughs> Hmm. We're going to we are going to be persecuted. We are going to be what we we see on the social media is just a tip of the iceberg. What is going to come is going to be from both yeah. believers and non-believers alike. We are going to, especially from believers, not even unbelievers. Unbelievers don't have a problem, especially from believers. We are going to be like the Pauls of our generation, who are going to be. Um, um, who are going to be persecuted from within the church. And that's, that's, the, that's where it's going to be the biggest problem. When God wants to start a new move and you are stuck in the old move of God, there was the holiness move, there was the charismatic move, there was the, now it's the holy dispensation of the holy, there was the grace move, but people get... The, the grace move, yeah. the prosperity move. Prosperity. You see, all these things were moves of God, but the problem is that there were abuses and there were excesses. But when people are stuck in the old move and are not aligned, aligned to the Spirit of God and to know what God is doing at the moment, that's where they will always fight the new move. They'll always mm. fight it. So what we need to do is align to what God is doing. These things that are happening, these truths that are coming out, Titan and all these things that we are addressing, it didn't just start today. God has been stirring our hearts. That's why you said you started asking those questions when you were a kid. I also, I also started asking those questions myself. Okay. And God has been putting those seeds and stirring us up for a time like this, as he was told Esther. So, 
we need to continue we need to steady we need to get prepared because at, at the right time at the right time god is going to do what he wants to do with our lives with our ministry and with all the gifts and resources that he has given to us amen okay. i believe also here in ghana amen um there, there uh, there's a lot going on now yes yeah. I, I think i've told you a little bit about even my own story about how the holy spirit started taking me through scripture at a very mm -hmm. young age and i felt like all the pastors are saying that's why am i seeing something different mm -hmm. and it had to take hearing later on some later preachers coming up saying what i knew to go like this is what i knew yeah the people they were not saying it these are the, this is what i knew i remember Basically. when i was listening to damina oh my <laughs> i said ah this guy <laughs> this is it this is it i was like i first of all i need to follow him because he's speaking my language <laughs> you see, i have i have some old friends when they hear preachers like damina they go like i said wait ike has been saying it a long time we told him he should shut up and you see for me i think my excitement sometimes when i hear these preachers say something is it confirms that the holy spirit was dealing with me as early as yeah. seven years old because yeah. some of these messages i have carried with me i didn't hear them from any pastor i yeah. because the church i was in wasn't preaching that and i wasn't listening to when i was young pastor chris and the rest weren't in the scene and yeah. like i said we grew up in the dispensation where the law was virtually being preached it wasn't grace yeah. but then yeah. the holy spirit was ministering grace to me at that young age and even at that young age i knew that something was wrong with the messages that were coming from the pulpit and yeah. i was saying it to my friends as young as we were and they had watched me do that from primary to jss to shs so now they hear the messages and they go like this thing was what this boy was talking about that long time ago and and you see it's 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 interesting how finally it looks as if a lot of people are on board but then yeah. even now there's still that tussle between the old and the new and all that now i wanted us to round up with that question but i just saw something an interesting conversation under your post again which yeah. you maybe we'll round up with that My there's post. someone who posited this that the new testament doesn't come with rules of worship which i feel huh. in itself is an <laughs> error because there are rules and there are code of conduct in the new testament that paul wrote peter wrote john wrote james wrote so at least i can pinpoint four people who wrote these things but what this person basically is saying is there are no rules governing worship in the new testament and uh, in response someone said in response says mm -hmm. the new testament this is what the person said the new testament did not define a specific way to worship i know there are scriptures which can probably rebut that but let's move beyond that someone replied and said uh if believers get better understanding of why these symbols are used can they now you be used so i'll throw that question to you because i feel it's a very valid question i think if believers, in some ways i have asked uh -huh. it but 
I'll, yeah. I'll ask it again if believers now have a better understanding of these symbols can they now use it i think we said it earlier that these symbols were shadows these symbols pointed to the real thing okay so if you have if an understanding why do you believers have an un- <laughs> if believers have an understanding they will know the real thing it's, yeah. just, it's like having fake currency and having the genuine while why would you still use fake currency when you have a genuine currency? I feel that question well, it's answered now. And and <laughs> the response to that question came, what's your definition of better understanding? Is it when you <laughs> interpret it or your bishop scripture, interprets it? Scripture. Or scripture. Must scripture. people always tell others how to worship God? The rules-based approach to worship is over. The veil is broken. Okay. People don't. People think that the New Testament is is they they forget that the New Testament is even more stricter than. Is it because we know we don't read our Bibles? We don't read our Bibles. That's the problem. That's the problem. Is it our understanding of the New Testament is flawed? We 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 don't have. We don't even know what the New Testament and Old Testament is all about. Okay, we. We just say that the, the old we we have a um a skewed understanding of what is covenant what is testament what the, the the covenants in the old testament we we don't even know the articles in the old when we say old covenant we don't even know what it is so that's the problem that's the problem scripture 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 our study of scripture is is so inadequate and that is why we can't even have a very good biblical discussion when it comes to topics like this because mm. people are coming from, from angles that angles of a... just opinions feelings what they are men of god taught them or what they see others do that is that is all that they do so when when you bring topics like that it's very difficult to even even when you are using scripture to teach people they still think that you are wrong when they are not coming from the place of scripture. So it's, okay. it's, 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 it's so difficult. But we are now, trusting God. Now, now let's round up with this one. Uh, it just, yeah. came, to my, it oh, just, my it just came to my So we'll round up with this quickly. Okay. Now, for those of us who know these things, as we mm-hmm. claim, yeah. does... I believe there should be a difference in our lives by virtue of knowing these things from those that we say are either ignorant or misunderstanding these things. Why is this difference not clearly seen? Because at the end of the day, one thing I believe in is it's one thing telling someone you are wrong, correct. And it's another thing showing the person by your practice that they are wrong and should correct now if we know we have the right thing there should be some difference so that those who are wrong will see what we are doing and go like there's something wrong with what i am doing it looks like these people are getting it right so why is it that those of us who claim to know the right things there hasn't been that clear distinction because we 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 know there should be there shouldn't be symbols in worship but that means that our worship if it's in spirit and in truth must have 
an evidence because paul whenever he preached the gospel the bible says it was backed by signs and by wonders and by evidence when peter preached it was backed by these things now for those of us who claim that we know the truth and we have the right interpretation and the right understanding why are we not being clear-cut in our mm-hmm. exhibition from those that we claim okay are not seeing things the right way number one fear 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 is playing a very very big part fear of being criticized fear of standing alone and i tell you sometimes you will be alone it will look like you are the only one who is seeing something wrong <laughs> and fear of being ostracized yeah fear of being ostracized fear of being picked on and two our relationship with god see when people are speaking about these things and you don't have a solid relationship with god you will give up when you feel like nobody's listening when you feel like um and, and you are not making any uh, impact. headway impact okay that's why paul said that i know whom i have believed okay and i am persuaded i am convicted the truth that we learn must become something must become our life's convictions if it doesn't become our life conviction we can easily give it up and stop so it must become our life's conviction we must we must be so sure and we must be so confident even if nobody is listening okay people like jeremiah in the bible he was not called the weeping prophet just for just for uh, just for attraction the guy in in his whole ministry he spoke the words of god but nobody listened to him nobody he's he's uh, a man of god told me that jeremiah is the only man of god who preached and in his whole ministry no one gave his life to christ <laughs> i mean having a ministry like that you have a ministry and you speak and speak and nobody listens to you look at how that how how you would feel okay and he started at a very young age like a teenager so all his life he was ostracized he was beaten he was misunderstood but he carried that conviction in his heart he knew the god that he was serving and he was willing to die for his beliefs paul said paul even paul there was a time when he was going to jerusalem and and there were prophecies that were coming to him yeah, that if you go to jerusalem you are going to die yeah i think the church even begged him not to go yeah they begged him they begged him at some point that Paul oh, Charlie don't go there are dreams there are prophecies if you go you will not come back Paul said ah so what I will go I'll go and he went and he knew he was going to die and he bid farewell to them and he went to die how can a man knowing that this path that I'm treading on is a path to death and still wholeheartedly tread that path if it isn't for love passion and conviction and we must spend time with god to build that because it is not natural it will only take the love of god which is spread abroad in our hearts by the holy spirit 
for us to have that kind of passion and love for God to do what he has called us to do. So, and when we do that, he will fill us with his boldness as he filled the disciples, apostles with the boldness when they were threatened. And the Bible said the whole place where they prayed was shaking. It will take that, especially in these end times where the, the church is increasingly becoming worldly and imbibing the principles of the world rather than the dictates of scripture. Hmm. That's what I believe should be done. Okay, so I guess in, in diagnosing the problem, we also know the yeah. solutions. Um, fear yes, is not true. for the ones who are born again. Oh. We are the children of faith. So yeah. that means we will have to figure out how we walk out of that fear and enter into faith. So that means we know the truth, but it's now time to walk in the truth. Now, the I would also I also say this in wrapping up that um it's 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 a huge issue we're trying to discuss and we try to deal with and the church is plagued with a lot more issues than yeah. this. We've yeah, tried to course. remain very respectful in this discussion, understanding the various um uh, um how how do I put it? Uh, delicate nature of some of these things especially when it involves yeah. men of god that people are emotionally yeah. invested in and yeah. when it involves doctrines that people are emotionally invested in so it's not just about the fact that we feel this doctrine is flawed or not but at the end of the day the guiding principle is what that scripture say that scripture align with what you are teaching or not yeah and that is where we have to draw a line we have to be very unemotional about that very categoric about that and whereas interpreting scripture is an intellectual exercise it must be guided by the holy spirit i, I think that is another thing we have to be yeah, very categoric to about because yeah. sometimes we 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 focus so much on the intellectual aspect and we forget that there's a spirit of truth who knows who searches the deepest things of god and he's the only one who has the interpretation because we might have a lot of writers for the bible but he's the author so the he author. understands why this is here and he's the best person who can give you the correct interpretation needed for that scripture he's the one who exactly. enlightens like my story that i was telling when i was a kid it wasn't in church that i was learning these things it was at home in fellowshipping with the holy spirit at the time i didn't even know to recognize him as such yeah. but then what i knew was i was being taught things from scripture that my parents didn't knew uh, sorry my parents didn't know my pastor wasn't talking about pastors all around were preaching on radio we're not talking about those things but i was being taught in my room i'll go to my dad he'll tell me you are a kid you don't know what you are talking about but now these are the messages being preached today back then it was it was it was almost heretical maybe <laughs> now it's the main message the gospel of grace so i know firsthand how the ministry of the holy spirit works even with a young child who was just opening his bible to read and how he could lead you so no interpretation of scripture is complete without the leadership of the holy spirit he's the one who grants you the understanding of even the things you read no matter how intellectual you are without the yeah. holy spirit you are nothing because the Peter preached for 5,000 people to get saved without being an intellectual. Why? Yeah. He had the Holy Spirit. 
Paul did greater, yes, because he was an intellectual. That's good. So the Holy Spirit could use him more because he had a greater capacity to be filled yeah. than yeah. the others. But the others were still used nonetheless. So that is, if, if you're not going to take anything out of this, if you disagree with everything we've said so far, I'm hoping that this is something that at least you can take to heart that one, interpreting of scripture is critical. Yeah. And it must be done within context because I have found a lot of Christians do interpretation of scripture outside of context. Outside we have of to context. be within context whenever we are dealing with scripture. Forgive me for this. I think mm-hmm. we, we always must interpret scripture within context. But also we have to understand that it always has to be under the leadership of the holy spirit now it has been yeah. an intriguing discussion we've spent a lot of time i'm, I'm sure this yeah. video will have to be in parts because if <laughs> not then it will be too long for uncertain but uh, i envisage something like this happening looking at the discussion we were having i'm hoping that we've been able to address questions that you probably have about symbols in the church now this is this is the underlying thing the new testament church doesn't need symbols yeah for babies in christ yes maybe it might be needed in some regard to help with understanding but as they go they must unlearn these symbols and then now focus on christ who is the author and finish substance of our faith christ is the message he is the symbol he is everything and so at the end of the day we don't need all these other caricatures to help or to even offer assistance of course some have been widely accepted in the church and we understand the reasons for it is because largely the body of christ has been lacking in understanding of the understanding that has to change because that is the problem which has contributed largely to the powerlessness of the church if the entire congregation of the church were as knowledgeable as their preachers then the world will not be able to stand us but now we have individuals who seem to carry a lot of power and the rest are as powerless as they can be without a pastor they cannot function without a pastor they cannot pray without a pastor they cannot read their bibles without a pastor they cannot command healing i I find it sometimes very sad when i find christians writing posts like oh we prayed about the matter but god did what he had to do and you see you wouldn't find those things in the bible and 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 i have said it before i'm not saying it as if me i've not said it before i have said it before i believe nana b has said it before oh we prayed about it but god's will was done and yeah we have to really uh, we have to grow beyond that stage because we read scripture and whenever they prayed there was results when the church came together to pray concerning peter the prayer was answered so speedily that when peter yeah. got to the house and rhoda opened the door they were still praying about the issue it had been answered whenever the church stood to pray there were answers if we are not experiencing that in our time then it means that we need to go back to the foundation and get things right that means that largely we are having individuals who are doing the work and the majority is sleeping and it is it is true because go to our workplaces ghana is supposedly a christian nation Uh, i think in a previous episode nene has said we are not a christian nation we are a religious nation because a Christian nation won't have corruption running rampant. But that's yeah. true because if we are practicing our faith 
it has to be practiced everywhere we go when you when you go to saudi arabia they are practicing islam even when they are at work when yeah. it's prayer time you will find them sitting there chatting they will go and yep. pray because the religion influences every aspect of their life christianity is beyond religion but our faith must transcend every aspect of our lives so if you're not going to leave with anything please have this at the back of your head the time is up for the true sons of god to be counted it says all the earth is awaiting the manifestation, manifestation of the sons of god this is a call to arms i said it i always say this and i'm going to say it again this is a rally cry a call to arms this is a time to go back into the word of god and see things for ourselves go beyond what your pastor has said go beyond what nanabi and agostino have said go and find out if you are struggling with interpreting scripture find a brother who can help and yeah. go with an open heart i'm here nanabi is there go with an open heart and you see when that brother is telling you something don't take it as the final authority go and ask god about it you see if any man lacks wisdom let him ask that is what scripture says when you ask you will have answers he who asks receives so ask god will answer if you are if you are struggling with a portion of scripture you can look at it pray over it that god i am struggling with this i need understanding of this scripture you'll be surprised yeah. some of the things you just need to ask don't come to me even just pray god i want to yeah. understand the scripture that is the ministry of the holy spirit he desires for us to know that is why christ sent him so if you're not going to get anything out of tonight i'm hoping that this last exhortation has gotten your mind back on what is necessary and what is important and it is true Absolutely. the time is coming where we'll be moving out of the buildings that we are spending billions to build and we'll be getting onto the streets because lives have to be changed by the gospel of christ you will be counted as part so get yeah. ready for that um if you've enjoyed watching this discussion up to this point um please do well to subscribe to this channel whether it's youtube whether it's rumble whether it's google podcast whichever platform you're watching or listening to us from please do well to subscribe share like and comment your comments are very important so that we know how you followed this discussion what your thoughts are if you disagreed with nanabi say it if you agree yeah. if you have more to add say it nanabi and i will be watching the comments and we'll be engaging with you on that because that is how we can learn unlearn and grow if if there's a point where you feel emphasis needs to be laid on point it out come yeah. at it with love we are not fighting as mm -hmm. if we are in uh no this is this is the body of christ everything we do must come out of love so you don't start with name calling you don't start with insults yeah. I, I i personally don't find that very palatable so please yeah. let's 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 be measured in that but then if you disagree point it out be back back what you are saying with your evidence and then of course yeah. the responses will come but please do well to subscribe to share to like and to comment uh, i would really appreciate that and um, it will also help get this message across to as many people as possible 
thank you for being with us so far and uh, nabi thank you for tonight thank you for honoring the invitation it's it's been a wonderful session with you i've enjoyed this discussion so much yeah i know you might be coming on for future discussions on maybe (laughs) another topic today you brought me one deliverance we might have to look into Uh, there's there's even the aspect we might there are a lot of topics to talk about so yeah might definitely have to come back at some point so that we have this discussion again um but thank you so much thank you very much invitation and then for engaging in this hearty discussion with me um i don't know if you have any last words yeah uh i just want to say thank you uh, my brother for having me and i pray that um god uses this platform to take the truth out there um we need more platforms like um this and you and uh, i pray that god blesses your ministry and Amen. causes Amen. to have Amen. a greater outreach Amen. to have a global outreach amen. Amen. amen god bless you thank you thank you very much so that is nana b um we are very grateful that you were able to join us tonight now once again remember you can subscribe to this channel whether it's youtube whether it's rumble whether it's google podcast anchor um all of them the links will be there just subscribe like comment leave us your comments engage with us whether it's on the trivia whether it's on the main discussion leave us your thoughts and then we'll be sure to get back to you there's been another wonderful session of conversations with keto once again i am agostino it's been lively it's been fun it's been exciting it's been engaging it's been intriguing and most of all it's been educational i pray that the grace of god will continue to abound with you and that you continue to know his peace um i leave you with nothing else but the peace of god that it may stay with you and be with you throughout your day god bless you ciao